Hello and welcome to this Endo Life episode 47. I'm Jessica Duffin and this podcast is all about living and thriving with endometriosis. This episode is sponsored by my friends at BU. You know that I love BU period patches and I'm super excited because BU have now brought out a CBD range which includes a CBD muscle balm, CBD oral spray and CBD oral drops. And I thought I would share a testimonial from someone who's been um, using them so you guys can get a real life idea of how they work. How I honestly coped before BU period released this product, I genuinely don't know. This balm has been my absolute godsend this week. As many of you know, I've been in and out of hospital with some sort of endo flare. The balm has really helped take the edge off my back and stomach pain. If you're curious to learn more about what people are saying about the BU range, whether it's their patches or their CBD products, you could head to their Instagram, which is at BU period, and they have testimonials on there and they kind of share people's stories that they've put up on Instagram of trying them out or when they're in pain and they've put them on and they're kind of verdict. So that's really interesting and helpful if you're a little bit on the fence and you're not sure if they're going to work for you. If you want to check them out, then head to the link in my show notes and start soothing period pain the natural way. This episode is also sponsored by my free endometriosis diet grocery list. This free download gives you an overview of the endometriosis diet and eating for your hormones, tips on shopping for endo on a budget and deep dives into everything I eat on a weekly basis every month. I've also provided my favourite resources for learning more about nutrition for endo if you want to go that bit further. This download is a really perfect way to get an understanding of an anti-inflammatory diet for endometriosis and what that might look like. As always, this guide doesn't replace your medical treatment and it's not intended to treat or cure endometriosis, but it provides you with options that help me to live well with endometriosis. And it's here to inspire you to shop maybe a little bit differently and try different foods out. It's not a diet protocol, so it's not a diet that you should be following, you know, to a T perfectly. This is my personal diet and it's here to serve you and inspire you and give you some ideas and see what eating for endo is like in real life. To download just head to the show notes and follow the link to get your copy. Okay so obviously endometriosis fatigue is a bit of a bitch. It's one of the biggest challenges that I struggle with and one that I'm still learning how to manage effectively As you guys know, if you follow my Instagram or my columns, I talk about that quite a lot and the different methods that I'm trying to use to manage it. Some days I'm really on top of it. Some days, not so much. Brain fog, low energy, forgetfulness, poor concentration, all of those kind of things I suffer with personally. And I know that a lot of you guys do too because of the feedback that you've given me when I've shared my story. And it can have a really huge and negative impact on our everyday lives. It can literally end jobs. It ended a job for me. And that's why when I discovered Berry, I knew I had to talk to her. Her business name, Health Over Hustle, really pulled me in. And it was such a relief for me to hear about an entrepreneur who struggled with fatigue because I read books and listen to podcasts by people that I love and admire. I absolutely love their work. But often a lot of the times they say is like, get up earlier. Or I don't know any entrepreneur who doesn't get up before sunrise. Or you have the time, you just need to make it. Mm, Not really the case when you're dealing with chronic fatigue. 
I would love to get up at 5am. I would, I would love to, I'd love to get up. I'd love to do like meditation for half an hour, journaling, exercising for an hour and then cracking on with my day at like 7am. I, I currently can't do it. I hope one day I can get to the point that I can, but I can't. And it really, I don't know, it triggers the perfectionist in me in the workaholic when those entrepreneurs say that and I feel that I'm failing. So when I heard Barry's story, it really struck a chord with me and resonated with me. And I hope that it struck, strikes a chord with some of you as well. Barry is a functional nutritionist, personal trainer and hormone specialist, specialist, and her mission in life is to help women to get their energy and their lives back. She is the founder, like I said, of Health Over Hustle. And her story starts with a crash and burn, essentially. She was working in corporate America and she was working some crazy hours, super, super hard. And she was suffering from constant fatigue and complete burnout. And eventually she kind of came to, I guess, a grinding halt. And as a result, she went on a journey to uncover how she can be a powerful modern woman with a business and have a, you know, a full lifestyle, have friends, be the person that she wanted to be without this endless exhaustion. And her exploration led her to understanding the power of hormones and the differences between men and women's hormones, their biology and their energy. And through that process and following a protocol that she shares in this interview, she was able to regain her energy and get off like the caffeine and sugar addiction that she was hooked to to get her through life. And which I'm sure many of us know about, um, including me, and end the cycle of burnout. I feel like I am constantly in a cycle of burnout, to be honest with you guys. Sometimes it takes longer for me to burn out, but I feel like I burn out eventually and I'm really working hard on it. And so talking to Barry, I get kind of get quite personal and just I hope that you guys find it helpful too. I haven't really talked too much about the struggles that I have running a blog and a podcast with um endometriosis and um clients you know paid clients as a writer and content creator which is what like pays my bills but it's really easy to experience burnout with endo and fatigue fatigue is never far behind me so it only takes like a sleepless night or a busy week for for me to feel exhausted and as you guys, I think you guys know, because I've shared it quite a bit in previous episodes, like when I did the endo march, at that time there was a lot going on and, and I was part of the march and stuff. And I burnt out from that march for about three weeks. I was exhausted um, and I really struggled to recover. So I couldn't wait to chat to Barry about how we can improve our energy with endometriosis and how we can combat fatigue with balancing our hormones. Um, and the approach that she takes to live a healthier life that is less about hustle and more about the health. And as a result, the hustle is not a hustle. It's just, it's more of a flow. Um, so I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. Definitely check Barry out because I think she's doing great things. The links to her Instagram and website are in the show notes. So if you're interested, definitely check her out. So you're 
story really resonated with me because I posted something on Instagram a couple of weeks ago and I was so surprised how many people resonated with it because it was something I hadn't talked about because I didn't think it would resonate with my audience. But that was when I listen to, and I'm sure you do as well, listen to like business podcasts or read business books. I find that they're not always talking to me mm-hmm. um, because I feel like I'm a bit left out because I can't be that person who's going to get up before sunrise to, you know, do a, I don't even know how many mile run because I don't know what's realistic because I don't run. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, and then do two chapters for my book before anyone else has got up um, because it's just not physically possible for me at this stage right now. And it can make you feel that you need to be a certain way or cause you to burn out because you're trying to keep up with this expectation of um, an entrepreneur or a hardworking person or modern, um, I don't want to just say woman because like people with trans men and non-binary people can have endo, but you know, I think there's just an expectation that can cause a lot of us to burn out in today's society. So your story really resonated with me and I love the approach that you take. So I wondered if you could kind of talk about your experience of adrenal fatigue and burnout and how you began to work with that to heal it. Sure. Yeah. So I would love to talk about that. I think for me, my entire life has been very, very structured. I'm only 25 and I just remember from being a really tiny little girl, always getting up super early, um, being very regimented because I grew up in a military family. I had three older brothers. We all played sports, like all of these things. So I had a very, very structured life and that transition to when when I was in university, I was a triple major. I was also a collegiate athlete, division one. So I had a lot of structure. And then I went to corporate America and that was a great experience, but it wasn't for me because I was already tired and burnt out before I entered corporate. I was already not very much so focused on eating healthy or just really doing anything. All I did was train and study and train and study. So that's hours and hours of impact on your body as well as on your mind. And I never took the time to just like sit down and think about life, think about where I wanted to be, what I wanted to do, you know? So it's just all of that stuff. And then I went to corporate America and I worked four days a week and people are like, Oh, that's not a hard job. I'm like, you try working 7 AM to 6 PM and then just getting yelled and screamed at on the phone because you're dealing with like lawsuit related stuff. That was my job. So I went from a very structured and regimented routine as a young woman to now I'm transitioning into corporate. Now it's a different stress because I've never been screamed at for something that's not in my control and power. It was just all of this like pent up frustration, stress and anxiety that I was taking in from other people. And then I'm like strung out on caffeine, as I like to say, and wired on sugar because I'm like, okay, I have to clear my inbox and I have to make sure my boss is happy and I have to make sure the customers are happy and I have to do, 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 do. So by the end of the day, the to-do list is super long. And the only thing I've accomplished is maybe like the top two or three things. So my body just started yelling at me because I was no longer 
training. I was no longer studying, but rather in this horrible workflow, basically in this like automated rhythm of get up at 4am because I was that person, get ready for work, put on my little like pants suit and get in my car at 5.30am, commute to work to be there at 7, work from 7am to 6pm, commute oh. home. <laughs> yeah. Like it was like this endless cycle of, oh my gosh, when am I going to get up? So six months into corporate, I was like, you know what? This isn't for me. That was December of 2016. And I'd graduated from college in August of 2016. So it was like not even really a full six months, but I always just say six months in because it's a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> January, January of 2017, I told myself, I was like, okay, Barry, you don't feel good. You literally feel like poop every single day and you are spending way too much money on coffee and of all things, Mountain Dew. Like those were my <laughs> two vices. Like that got you free. It got me through these like endless hours of conference calls and roundtable discussions and negotiating. And I was just like, I, I can't live like this. So January, 2017, I was just like, okay, you know what? I'm over this. I'm going to figure out how to exit. So that is when I started familiarizing myself with a lot of things in relation to Eastern medicine and more natural holistic practices in February, 2017, I started seeing a naturopath and she was like, for someone who is only 23 years old, you have the worst adrenals I have ever seen. Wow. And she had done all of this like testing on me. And I was just like, who are you? Like, do you know who I am? I was, and I'm a very sassy person. And she's just like, no, like what kind of lifestyle do you live? So I shared my story of like, just being, um, a, really a high level athlete for 15 years, what felt like. And I think it might've been 12, but I still think I'm fairly high level. So, you know, she was just like, you need to either choose training or you need to choose work. And if you're going to choose work, you have to create these boundaries because the way that you're living, the, the food that you're consuming is not helping you. And I mean, to be honest with you, I'm shocked. She said, I'm shocked. You still have a period. I was like, what? That was like the wake up call for me. So make a super long story short that like July of 2017, I determined in my heart that I was going to leave corporate America. August 2017, one day I just had one really bad customer. I was like, screw this, I'm out. And I just left, like seriously <laughs> just left. Like I literally just sent a message to my boss and I was like, hi, um, this isn't working out for me. And I had already put in a two week notice. So they knew I was leaving, but like they just weren't expecting it so fast. And she was like, um, uh, okay. And yeah, I just stumbled along the way, you know, figuring out what to do in terms of like nutrition and personal training and then focusing it on hormones because I'm like, that's the common ground for every woman. We're hormonal and everyone tells us it's a problem. So I was just like, I'm going to figure out why we're like this. Um, and, you know, my healing journey was really trial and error. Yes, I worked with my naturopath, but a lot of it was just through reading and researching myself. And then, you know, now, now we're here, you know, I haven't had a painful period and any dips in energy or crashing in the past six months, which is really for me, like the most amazing thing, because I haven't been to see my naturopath since last July and well, now we're in May. So I'll probably go again, but yeah. So what about, so with your you know how you're talking about your hormones and 
um, you went on this path to kind of understand them and how they work. For those who are listening who aren't really sure of the link between the lifestyle that you were leading and how that was affecting your hormones and then your energy, can you kind of like explain that a bit more? Because I don't think people realize the impact that stress and kind of that go, go, go lifestyle, like what it actually does to our bodies. Yes, I would love to explain this. Love this question. Um, I'm about to get super nerdy. So I hope <laughs> we are excited for this. So basically what I did was I said to myself, why do I keep feeling like this? What is physically happening in my body that's causing me to maybe have acne or really bad cramps? What is like, what is this chemical reaction? So I got really, really familiar with the endocrine system within the body. And that's a monster in and of itself. But basically, when there is some type of physical pain, you have to realize that that physical pain is actually a symptom and not the root cause of an issue. So a lot of times women are like, why are my, why am I PMSing so bad? Why are my cramps so bad? And so instead of just looking at the cramping itself, I started looking at what caused cramping. Mm -hmm. So it's like soft muscle tissue. But in addition to that, why is the soft muscle tissue reacting this way? Well, then I traced it back to cortisol. And then I traced it back to the adrenals and understanding like what I like to call a hormone operating system. Um, and there's these five main aspects of it that play and intertwine with our organs in our body. So yeah, like I feel like it wasn't really clear explaining that, but like that's really what it is. Think about what causes you anxiety and stress in your life. Now, know that that cause of anxiety and stress in your life is also sending a chemical reaction within your body. So when you when you stay up super late, right? Your body has the circadian rhythm, right? That's what keeps us our sleep pattern really really well. Well, if you're staying up really, really late, you have to realize that staying up late is throwing off these other things in your body, such as your cortisol, such as your blood sugar, perhaps, or all these other things. There's like these triggers and we don't acknowledge those triggers. And we're so desensitized to these triggers because what we've been taught is hustle and hustle hard. And that might work for maybe someone who doesn't have a period or maybe a man, right? But it's not going to work for a woman because we are hypersensitive to different things because our hormones literally go up and down and in a cycle every 28 days. Men don't have that same mirroring. And so you have to stop yourself and say, okay, what is this anxiety linked to? And is it really worth it at this point or no? So... I hope that makes a little sense. Yeah, no, totally. And how are we, for anyone listening, it'd be really interesting to kind of hear the specific symptoms that you were dealing with at that time as a result of all of this cortisol and kind of burnout. Like how, I know you were saying you felt awful, but like what, what were those symptoms? How did they come up for you? Okay, so my favorite symptom happens to be like, and I love talking about this specific one because people think it's like ridiculous. But it was my attitude. Oh, I'm okay. a very easy, I'm a really relaxed, easygoing person. But when I started working in corporate and really was just overworked, I just turned into the world's worst daughter and girlfriend. Like <laughs> I never saw my parents. My parents lived 
maybe eight minutes from my job. And there would be days where they'd be like, Oh, come over for dinner. I'd be like, I'll see you next. I'll see you next week. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was just really weird. And then my poor boyfriend at the time, (laughs) poor guy was just like, Hey, can we go do this? I'm like, why are you talking to me? Like I got really, really mean. And then that like meanness started pushing people away from me. And I was trying to figure out why. And then I realized I was just such a like negative person. So it was attitude. Like initially it was my attitude and then physically brain fog, like, I could not get through anything. I could not get through two hours worth of email without having at least three cups of coffee because I was like, oh, I, 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 right. Like, it's funny saying this now to me, it's hilarious because I'm just like, I barely even reach for anything related to caffeine now. But at the time I was just like, oh, okay, this coffee is going to help me think more and I'm going to understand more and I'm going to be able to execute, execute, execute. But really it was just causing me to be really like fogging. No one talks about like brain fog and what really causes it. And no one tells us how caffeine is impacting our hormones. People will say, oh, you might have a caffeine intolerance, but no one talks about the fact that caffeine is a neurostimulant. So it's making your body literally wired. How do you think you, it's like, I don't, I've never even taken a drug, so I don't even know if this is a good enough comparison, <laughs> but it's like, imagine getting like, taking like LSD or something like that, that, you know, whenever you see somebody on it, you're just like, okay, that person is crazy. No, imagine that same thing that you see with that individual, but just with somebody who has coffee. Mm. Yeah. And that was me. Like I was jittery and then let's not add the sugar into it. Oh my gosh. And the crashes at the end of the day, I was just like, I can't, I can't function. Why can't I function? Like I'm, I'm 22, 23 years old. Why do I feel so horrible? Like physically horrible. I couldn't think straight. I couldn't have a normal conversation without getting off topic. I couldn't just be a happy person or like what I thought would be happy without really a vice which was coffee and then I realized coffee was a problem I, yeah no I I was exactly the same and I can sometimes still be that but yeah I mean I know so many of my listeners will understand brain fog I think it's a really I don't know it's a, it's a symptom of endometriosis that slips under the radar but it's one of the most debilitating symptoms mm-hmm. and I think it's really damaging and I know when my brain fog is at its worse and I can't even finish a sentence and trying to get through the day is impossible. So you do some, you know, I don't really do this now, but I would reach for the coffee without really fully understanding the impact that it was having on me. So I totally resonate with you there. So how do you feel now in contrast? And I mean, how are you, how do you present, prevent yourself from burning out now? You know, I don't even think about it now. Like, okay, so let me answer the first question. How do I feel now? I feel amazing. Like I can literally say that every single day I wake up and I feel really good. And it's because I'm not in this really automated state of get up, go do this, go do that, go, 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 go. And I'm not concerned with checking things off of a checklist. I'm not concerned with any of that. So I feel really good. But the way that I kind of avoid the burnout altogether is 
I look at what I want to do in the year, what I want to accomplish in the month. And like, I'm like very systematic, such a type A. (laughs) Yeah, I am as well. I'm so, yeah. Yeah. Like I look at the macros, like overall goals, right? And then I break those overall goals into a mesocycle, which training like in the middle. So I think, okay, what do I want to accomplish in the quarter? And then I go to the micro cycle. What do I want to accomplish within the month? And then from there, I break the month down into a, I'll put it as a mesocycle and then I'll break the week down or, or macro cycle. And then I break the week down into a mesocycle and then I break the day down to a micro cycle. And is it obnoxious to plan at times? Absolutely. Do I always do it? Not at all. Do I always stay on task? No, but having that system of the big picture and then little things that I need to do along the way really helps me not burn out. And then also syncing with my menstrual cycle, which is something I've been practicing for the past four months has been really, really beneficial for me. And yeah, I don't, is you, are you guys familiar with menstrual syncing? Yes. Yeah. We, we actually just had, um, I don't know if you know her or if the book's released yet in the, in the US, but, um, Maisie Hill is like a big, yeah, menstrual cycle expert, period expert, and she's just released a book on it. So we've literally just done a whole interview about all of that. So yeah, oh, good timing. Go back and listen to that podcast then. Cause I haven't like, I mean, I, I'm one of those people who I don't really know what's happening in the women's health space a lot. I don't know all the figures at the forefront and authors and different things like that, but it's because like, I don't want to compare myself to them because I'm the new kid on the block. So, but she sounds like someone. Yeah. And there's so many popping up. Yeah. Yeah. She sounds like someone I've got to check out and that book she probably has is hopefully it's in the States. Yeah. It's called Period Power. It was released on Thursday. So I literally just did the interview like just before I spoke to you and, um, it's like number one everywhere over here um and it's on audible so it should be on yeah you should be able to listen to it right and it's it's brilliant and she's lovely so yeah it's great but anyway carry on yeah yeah but that's really menstrual singing is really what's been the most beneficial and allowed me to see the most changes in my opinion um because i build my business as you're familiar with the female energy cycle that i talk about on the podcast i build my business basically in life around my menstrual cycle and Mm. if somebody doesn't fit it i make no apologies for it so yeah so would you so for example um i do the same although I'm still, I still kind of, there's just more ways that I want to perfect it. And so for example, at the moment I booked all of my podcast interviews for, um, ovulation, um, just because I'm more outgoing, I can form my sentences better. I, for example, I've got my solo episodes are being recorded on Friday, but actually I think I might be too far into my autumn by that point and I might struggle. So I'm, I'm trying to think about how I can move these around because like you, I, I structure everything. So I batch record. So I batch record three months worth of podcasts before I release them. It's awesome. It's a new thing. It's a new thing. Um, I got it from Amy Porterfield, who is amazing, amazing podcaster. And I that that was my way of managing burnout because I can't achieve and do what I want to do and live the life that I want to live in a way where I'm just constantly chasing my tail. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? And I think that's what you can easily do when you get caught up in the rat race or if you are 
an entrepreneur or I mean kind of just anyone any busy person it can be really easy to chase your tail so the idea of like batch working and kind of doing all of my articles at you know some stage in the month makes sense and doing all social media in one go and like it just really it really works well for me but I am I still if I overdo it I can still burn out quite easily um so yeah I think that that kind of alignment of working smart right like you're kind of working smart and it like you've said you've kind of done you've got like a structure for the year almost and then you break it down to month by month it helps you feel empowered and in control but then matching it to your cycle is also really really helpful so would you schedule in like I don't know client meetings when you're in your like ovulation phase for example so this is something I'm still fine-tuning specifically but what I do is I do most of my discovery calls with clients um if they're like a potential client or someone I know will be a good fit I do it during the ovulation phase however I am trying to figure out, actually, I'm not even going to say I'm trying to figure it out. I found that whatever source universal connection that I have has been very intentional to make sure people only want to talk to me during my follicular phase and my ovulatory phase. Outside of that. So interesting. Outside of that, my emails are not overwhelming. I can do whatever it is I please and everything is taken care of. So when my hormones, you know, or our hormones, if you will, are in more of that like masculine energy, the turn off, but like, it's like very much so like you can go climb a mountain. That's when everything is like going crazy and wild in my world. And I have the energy to do it. But as soon as my luteal phase begins, everything just tapers down. And I don't know if it's because I've caused that, which I don't think that I, I mean, I wouldn't intentionally do that, but I'm not upset that it happened. Everything is just very chilled and relaxed and everyone, it's just, it's been a really interesting progression to see over these past four months because I've noticed it more and more and more. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's really, it's really interesting how your life begins to change and you naturally start to incorporate that way of working and yeah just existing into your world so I I mean obviously we've spoken about our own experiences but for you to have started health over hustle there's obviously a need for this and yeah I mean why do you think that people today women in particular are facing so much burnout and fatigue like what are the kind of when we touched upon this a bit, but what are the causes behind it? And and how do you think that anyone listening can recognize those warning signs of burnout and fatigue? Yeah. So I actually think that this is the reason women face burnout more and more today is more about social conditioning than it is anything else. So when you look at, let's just say modern society in the 1950s, versus the way it is now, we have had a massive switch in not only like gender roles and all of that, but lifestyle. And so I feel like as women entered the workforce more in the 1980s and 90s, we started really wearing multiple hats and being able to do it because we were like, I think at some point in time, we wanted to prove a point. 
And now we're in 2019 and women are like, okay, listen, I run a business or, you know, individuals who identify as women are like, I run a business. I am a mom, a wife, whatever. Right. We have all these titles that we associate. And then where do you find yourself in all of those titles? Where does your identity actually lie? Because at the end of the day, if you were to remove these titles of CEO, entrepreneur, mother, wife, and you were just you, who would you be? You would probably be falling apart because (laughs) you were trying to do everything for everyone and you failed to think about you. So I feel like we got into this very linear thought process where we were proving to men that we didn't need them to do certain things or we could do it. Like we wanted to prove this like independence. And I think that's when the true like feminine awakening began, but that's a different story. I think that is why now in 2019, we are feeling so tired and burnt out because for the past, like what, 30, 40 years, we were trying to prove something that really, I mean, wasn't necessary to prove, I suppose. But also at the same time, we lost a sense of who we were as individuals. And that's not just to say, oh, I lost who I was as a woman. No, it's like I lost who I was as a woman, but also the collective experience that as well, because we want it to be everything to everyone. And it's like, you can do everything maybe, but you're not going to be good at everything. Or you can do a lot of things, but you can't do everything. Yeah, I guess it's about managing the way that you could potentially have a really busy week. And I guess it's having that responsibility of getting to bed at a certain time. Or I find like if I'm really busy, it can be easier to like slip into the habit of like maybe not eating regularly enough. And Oh my gosh. You know, (laughs) so those kind of busyness can kind of create a I don't know like a whirlwind of chaos and then you get really burnt out by the end of it but perhaps if we moved into a busy time with more awareness and mindfulness then perhaps we could pull ourselves back a little bit from getting to that point of burnout definitely I think that you know there's a difference between being busy and being productive but we need to be uh, as women or people who identify as women be very productive and be very intentional. Um, The intentionality, it's like, okay, if you say you want to host an event, think about what the preparation for leading up to that event is going to be like and why you want to host the event. Are you hosting the event to prove to everyone that you can put an event on? Or are you hosting the event to truly impact people? And if you're focusing on like the impact in the methodology or the system of actually impacting people and being intentional and strategic about that, then you're not going to feel the burnout the same way someone is that's like, oh, I have to prove a point that I can host this amazing event and I need this, 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 and this. It's just like, wait a second, what? That's not the point. So like, I think that definitely being mindful and intentional is what really can help people avoid burnout altogether. Just a reminder that today's episode is sponsored by BU. Literally, these guys are one of my favorite period companies, full stop. I love BU already, thanks to their incredible natural pain relief and period patches, which I've spoken to you guys about. But as if that wasn't enough, they've now brought out a high quality CBD range too. You can choose from a CBD muscle balm, which contains only natural ingredients, 
uh, oral drops or sprays which are flavoured only with natural flavourings. The oral drops and the oral spray come in three different flavours, natural, lemon and berry. And the CBD muscle is purely natural and contains beeswax and some gorgeous smelling oils such as lavender and eucalyptus. To shop, just head to the link in my show notes and let me know if you try them. This episode is also sponsored by my free endometriosis diet grocery list. This download gives you basically a lowdown of what I eat every week on um, a monthly basis and my personal take on the endometriosis diet. It's not a protocol, set protocol that you have to or should follow, but it is here to serve you, give you inspiration and help you see what eating for endometriosis might look like in real life. It's there for you to kind of take inspiration from and help you put your own approach together. To download, just head to the show notes and follow the link to get your copy. And yeah, like, can you go through with us some of the the kind of warning signs of burnout and fatigue for anyone who's listening and they're wondering, I don't know, they're thinking this is starting to sound... Yeah, starting to sound like me because I think so many of us with endometriosis, we feel tired and fatigued so much of the time, if not all of the time. And so I think it's quite difficult to notice when you are just generally struggling with your energy because of endometriosis slash you're heading for burnout. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So Yes, that totally makes sense. And I I love this question because it is very much so open to interpretation and who you're speaking to. Everyone will tell you that these are different signs of burnout. And I'm going to be very honest with you. Burnout is different for everyone, but I always like to sum it up in three things. How are you sleeping? Like, are you sleeping well? Can you sleep through the night? Or are you having like these hot flashes and whatnot throughout the night? I think that's one really good indication of burnout. Number two, what is your crutch or your vice? What are you absolutely addicted to that you have to have every single morning? So for me, it was like I woke up at 4 a.m. and I had to have a cup of coffee. Like I didn't have any water in me, anything. I had to put the coffee pot on put coffee in my system first thing in the morning. If you have a vice and you know it's not a healthy vice, that's going to be your second indication. And the third and final thing is, can you think straight? If you if you can't think, if your brain fog, if you're struggling with brain fog so so much, you're already on the path of burnout. You just don't you're just ignoring it. Yeah. And for people who want to learn more about those kind of symptoms you cover this quite a lot on your podcast don't you yes I do um (laughs) I feel like I'm like holding back right now but I do definitely I talk about burnout as it's like this very casual thing because I know every woman is at some point in time we're dealing with it we it's hard to really identify burnout and fatigue because really it's not until it's basically too late that you actually realize it's happening. Yeah, that is me every single time. <laughs> yeah. So it's like the, I could tell you, check your internal cues, check your temperature, track your cycle. I could tell you all of those things, but it's like most people don't have the time of day to do that. So I say, 
Are you sleeping through the night? How are you feeling? Do you have an addiction that you don't realize is an addiction? And then how do you move forward from there? Yeah, absolutely. No, they're really helpful, actually. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write those down and, yeah, keep checking in with myself every week on that because I'm so prone to burnout. Um, it's one of those, I don't know, it's one of those areas that I'm still trying to master. master. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I guess a fourth one would be to count how many times you actually eat a meal throughout the day. Mm. Um, and I know that sounds super weird, but as busy people, we have a tendency to just grab a snack and go, um, or we'll grab a handful of grapes. Like I am notorious for grabbing a grape (laughs) bag of grapes grabbing a banana and like going out the door, not even like truly, like I focus my best on fueling my body, but I know that even today I still do this. Like, I'm just like, let me just grab this and go. Like it's my version of fast food, but it's like, did you actually sit down and get in protein, healthy fat and fiber in a meal? Cause if you didn't, that right there is going to keep your blood sugar unstable and really to beat burnout, you want to have a stabilized blood sugar level, but most of us aren't even consuming enough calories to keep it stable. And so we're just like, why, why am I so moody? Why do I feel like this? Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, did you eat? No. Okay. Genius eat. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So you have a program to help entrepreneurs and busy women to manage their energy and kind of prevent burnout. And I really loved the steps that you have for this thank you and I just wondered whether you could yeah take us through the key steps and and why do you particularly recommend these steps sure so the program is called the female energy cycle and it's a trifecta I'm not going to give you guys the whole speech on it but basically what I look at in the program is so many things, female entrepreneurship, women's health and feminine energy and understanding it. And the first step is to remove, basically cut out anything that isn't helping you achieve a goal. So whether you need to detox your to-do list or cut out the sugar, cut out the alcohol and the caffeine, you want to start by removing things that are hindering, um, basically your healing. And the reason you want to do that is because it's not helping. Like it's a no brainer. The second step is refocus. So make sure your priorities are actually straight. Um, I know a lot of people who tell me like, I want to increase my income and impact in my business, but at the same time, I don't have enough time to fuel my body. Okay. So how do you expect to run a successful business and you're not healthy enough to leave your bed? Mm. You know, like you got to refocus that perspective and switch the mind around and train it to teach you how to optimize. The third step is to replace. Honestly, find some alternatives for anything that you took out in the first place. Um, So for me, I had to switch from regular eight ounce cups of coffee over to lattes. Now, some people are probably thinking that's really not an alternative, but Really, it actually is because the amount of caffeine in a latte is actually less than the amount of caffeine in a cup of coffee. So that switch of like um, that swap actually helped my body. And now I'm gone from regular lattes to a matcha latte, completely different taste. But these little alternatives have really, you know, helped. And I think that it's so important to take one thing and replace it with a different thing, especially if that different thing will help benefit you. But some people might disagree. Um, 
step four is my favorite, which is repair. That is like everything to deal with your hormones and nourishing your body, whether it means getting up every single day and having collagen water and raspberry leaf tea, which I highly recommend if you're not doing, I highly recommend it. (laughs) (laughs) It's literally what I do every day. And I can tell you the raspberry leaf tea is the reason that my cramps are almost non-existent. They're like almost not there, but still there a little bit. Um, but what do you have the collagen for? I just have the collagen because I really like the taste, but the collagen that I have is also really good for gut health as well as like my collagen. Let me tell you, I never spend a lot of money on supplements because I really think you get everything you need through like eating whole foods. But this collagen is life-changing. It has like maca and ashwagandha, like all these good nutritional supplements that are good for just overall health, but I've noticed benefits with women's health specifically. So that's why I have the collagen. Okay. Um, <laughs> but take the time to nourish your body and repair those hormones. And a lot of people don't know where to start. And the first place to start is literally with what's on your plate. Um, step five is realigning. And this is like the, the spirituality woo woo side of things. As I like to say, people don't understand the importance of really understanding health as a whole. And instead of just looking at your physical health, getting in alignment with your chakras will help you also align your mental and emotional health and your energetic health. And I could totally go on a speech about that, but I'm not. And then step number six is really reintroducing those things. I typically say it takes about three, three months or so. Of course, this truck. Oh my gosh. It takes about three months or so to really decondition to recondition. And then at that point, once you've reconditioned, you can reintroduce different things back into your typical routine. So for me, I went on a six month stretch of not having any caffeine at all. And now I can have like a little bit of an espresso shot and a latte and be perfectly fine and not need it every single day. Or, you know, I might be able to have like a cocktail with friends, which that rarely ever happens or like a glass of wine, but reintroducing it so that you can actually step into your power. A lot of times we're like, oh, I'm defeated, but it's just like, how did you get back up from that fall? How did you reinvent yourself? So yeah, those are my six little steps. It's amazing. How long's the, um, how long's the program in total? Is that would it be three months? Yes. So it's a, for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's a 12 week program. And what I like to do is break the program down into phases and I let the person choose what they want to focus on each month. I personally love to start with the mind because I think that once we do the work of, you know, eliminating, eliminating the limiting beliefs that somebody might have, or just like the general education of what's going on with your hormones, then we move into the nutrition. And then from there, we move into like the body side of things, as I like to say, where we focus on like fitness and all of that. And I mean, whether or not people do, you know, sign up for the program, just here for for some people where this is like completely new to them like that list might sound overwhelming if they are busy so generally how do you suggest that we prioritize our health um if we're kind of feeling too unwell or we don't really have the energy to begin making changes like what are the subtle shifts that we can start 
to make or any tips that you could share? The first thing is living every day with intention. Um, I think that intentionality in this day and age, if you're working for someone else or you're working for yourself, be very, very intentional with everything that you do because you only have so much time in a day. The the second thing I would say is detox the to-do list. And I think that we get overly ambitious and want to do so many different things. But like, honestly, what, who's rushing you to do this? And why is it necessary to do this? And is it aligned with you? Like more often than not, we could only accomplish like six major tasks in a day. So if you have a list of like 15 things you need to do, you need to be realistic and say, these are my top three. And then from there, these are my next three. Um, and whatever you don't accomplish on Monday, just save it for Tuesday and it's okay. Like those are the two things I would say that are like the most important. And then the third is really feeding yourself well. (laughs) Nutrition is the most important thing that like the concept is to eat better, not less. And so making sure that you're getting like protein, a healthy fat and fiber at every meal is just super simple and yeah, that's how I would summarize it. And with and if if someone was trying to improve their energy, obviously eating well, you're saying is like really really important. Um, so kind of like not just preventing burnout, but actually lifting their energy. Are there any other tips that you you like? I mean, for me, it goes back to understanding what I call the hormone operating system. Yeah, and <laughs> I know that can be kind of overwhelming, but I really think that if you're able to stabilize your blood sugar and really like just eliminate waste regularly, that'll help with a lot of energy. And I know everyone knows this, but sleep, I know that is the last thing we want to hear. Like no one (laughs) wants to hear, get your sleep at night, but seriously, like your body does its most reparative work in, in that eight hour window you're sleeping. True. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, stop making excuses as to why you can't go to bed at a decent hour. Like, what do you expect to accomplish between the hours of 1am and 6am? If you're not sleeping, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So true. Um, So for anyone who wants to know more about what you do, um, where are all the, the places that they can find you? Oh, honestly, you can come and hang out on my website, which is www.healthoverhustleco.com but I really think you guys might like me better on Instagram because I think I'm super funny on Instagram (laughs) (laughs) and my Instagram is at healthoverhustleco and I just I would love it if you guys came to be a part of that community and really just carried the conversation on women's health and female entrepreneurship and like beating burnout and your you have your podcast you still have your podcast right yes so my podcast I kind of forgot that was a thing it's like one of those things where I forget it's there I know it's there but I forget it. my podcast is called health over hustle and it is a millennial woman's guide to healing and self-help that is really what the focus is is helping women heal their bodies and of course be like really really awesome like women in general so yeah it's amazing and with your program is it um 
do you launch it at different times during the year or can people join at any time? People can join whenever they want. The only thing I require people to do is actually schedule a call with me first and foremost. Um, and they're free calls. Like I don't try to sell you anything. I literally just want to see how serious you are and if we're a good fit because I'm a straight shooter. If I know you're not going to do the work, I'm not going to waste your time or my time. Um, and so that's, I, I think that's the, the beauty in what I do is like, I'm a very relaxed person and I typically only take on about four clients a month if I'm feeling ambitious. Um, but normally that's all predicated around what's going on with my menstrual cycle too. So like, I, I'm very much so in that daily flow, you know, how people are like, Oh, live in your daily flow. No, like I truly do live in it. So just, you know, come hang out on the website. I'm sure you'll see the program. And if you like it, great. If you don't like it, that's great too. But yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm so glad that you're doing this work because as I said, I think just because you have endometriosis or a different condition that affects your energy and can make you more susceptible to burnout, I don't think that means that you don't have dreams or ambitions. And I feel like so much of the time we feel really frustrated because it's just like, oh, well, I have to give up on my dream because if I if I try to pursue it, I'm going to burn out. But there is a way to begin managing that and getting some energy back so we can start living the lives we want. So I'm so grateful that you're doing this work. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And like, honestly, it doesn't matter what the dream is. Don't let the dream die. That's my thing. Like, whatever it is, go for it and do it. Like, seriously. Who's going to stop you? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. And yeah, I hope you have a great Monday and a great start to your week. Thank you. You too. Take care. Bye. Bye. So that's it. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more about what I do or read more on endometriosis and living well with it, um, you can head to my Instagram page, which is this underscore endolife. Um, You can head to my website, which is www.thisendolife.com. And you can also get um, a free guide to managing endometriosis naturally on my website. Um, I've put the link in my show notes. It's a beginner's guide to getting started and all of the areas that I um, have worked on to help reduce my endometriosis symptoms and pain and live well with endometriosis. As always, if you like this show, please rate, review and or subscribe really truly does help others to hear the podcast and hopefully will help them to live better with endometriosis this episode was produced by the pod farm whether you're an established podcaster or just getting started visit thepodfarm.com to see how they can help you go from an idea to a finished show that's ready to be heard by the world 